You're welcome, James. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. Good to be with you. Uh, James, uh, just reading an article yesterday in the Farmland Independent where uh, Tesco are saying they're going to have a 300% increase in, uh, I suppose, plant-based alternative to meat over the next four years. Um, sounds uh, like for every cost of meat, you're going to have an alternative cost of uh, plant-based alternative. Yeah, um, look, um, first of all, I didn't read that article um, I didn't get the opportunity yesterday, but it's, it's not a new, uh, it's not a new concept, uh, and it's certainly not a new headline. And um, you know, the media loves sensational headlines. Um, it helps them to sell papers. Um, Three hundred percent increase can sound very threatening, uh, possibly to to, yeah. to our local farmers or to our agri food industry here in Ireland. But I would make the point that on that three hundred percent they would be coming from a shockingly low base. Yes, there is growth in plant-based, but, you know, it it wouldn't take any significant level of growth now to get to 2 or 300% of an increase. Um, And also, we've seen a couple of of, um, um, fast food outlets in the last couple of years try plant-based. Maybe they're a little bit ahead of the curve now, but they had to take it off off, off the the line again. Um, they didn't get the uh, they didn't get the growth that they had expected to get. But no denying, right now um, people are. Uh, it's something that has caught a little bit of attention uh, among people, and it's something that uh, uh, certain people are are, are exper- experimenting with. And look, that's everyone's absolute right. I, I I'm not here to lecture or to uh, you know say you should or you shouldn't. Uh, I'm a farmer. I represent farmers. Um, Ireland's record as uh, a producer of top quality safe food is second to none. I saw a, uh, an EU-wide survey, consumer survey, done very, very recently, um, where uh, consumers in every country were asked to nominate the country from which they felt the food was safest. Ireland was second highest on that list behind Finland. So, you know, that's a fair tribute to Irish food and to Irish farmers and to the way we're doing things. That's something we can be very proud of. Yeah, and I suppose uh, just in the the whole farming industry, the dairy industry, they've been coping with a move away from dairy products and all that for years and years and uh, coping quite well. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, all of this is cyclical. Um, We, you and I can think back to, well, in fact, it's not that long ago, uh, to a, 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 we went through a phase where you know, God, if, if you know, if you nearly opened a pound of butter, you were you were you know you were held, faced with, with with health implications. Now we've gone the full circle. It's the healthiest thing you can eat, and the spreads and the margarines are the ones that people are learning more about, moving more away from. There was a stage yeah. where you couldn't eat an egg. Yeah. Now we're told an egg a day is fine, and and in fact some people are on egg main mainly egg diets. So you know, I mean, it is cyclical. And when it comes to plant-based, I would, you know, as I say, everyone has their right no more than, than uh, um, vegetarianism or whatever. Uh, make your own mind up. But, you know, decide to change your diet for the right reasons and do your research because this, um, new, this plant, plant-based uh, diet is a relatively new phenomenon. Mm. Science can't deny we're still learning about it. There are question marks about it. Um, it's, it's, it's ultimately a lab-processed food source um, set to mimic meat. I'm always puzzled if someone feels that they want to replace meat with a plant-based meat 
type product. Well, why don't they eat the meat? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and our meat is second to none. But again, when you look at, at, at the, the, the product itself and when you pick up and, and, and examine the, the, the packaging, meat is a pure product. Um, any meat is a pure product. But these plant-based products, the likes of, of, of uh, the burgers that will be on sale, there's, as I understand it, up to 18 separate ingredients, many of them highly processed. And some of those ingredients will come from parts of the world where um, water is becoming scarcer and scarcer all the time. So you've got to ask yourself, you know, is that is that the, the, the sector and is that the country and is that the type of agriculture you want to support? Ironically, Pat, all of these ingredients will have byproducts. Yeah. Um, soya bean hulls, um, chickpea hulls, pea hulls themselves. Mm. And the only, at the moment, the only outlet for all of those byproducts is livestock. Right. So, you know, there's a little bit of irony attached there as well. <laughs> there is, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing, of course, is that uh, if you take beef and even lamb and all that, they're the must be the closest to green food that can be produced anywhere. You know, that's produced in Ireland because it's all off uh, a grass diet. Yeah, primarily so, yeah. absolutely. And 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 I mean, look, we're very proud of that here in Ireland. And, and uh, I mean, that's uh, okay. We see we see um, um, uh, certain sectors right now try to rubbish um, Ireland's reputation as a food, as a green food uh, producing country but our record stands up um, and our exports uh, and I think we hit 14, in excess of 14 billion of food and drink exports last year, 14 billion euros a massive contributor to the Irish economy but more importantly a massive contributor to little places like Inesig, like Thomastown you know, like Comer uh, mm. uh, like, like Dunhamagan, like Moncoin. And if people want to support their local communities, I all, my view always is, where possible, they should buy from local food sources and they should support the local, um, uh, you know, sources of agriculture, not some laboratory meat that, that's been processed and, and multi-processed from another source. But, you know, again, that's why I come back to my point what I would encourage your listeners to do if they're um, considering plant-based diet is to do the research and don't be led by the nose by multinational companies who've spotted an opportunity to uh, put some other food source on the market and to make a killing. And uh, growth in this area is, is um, it, it, it's going to line the pockets of these multinational companies by, by millions and millions of euros. So People would need to do so for the right reason, not because they believe that it's going to be a, make a massive change to climate change, because realistically it isn't. Right. If you if you're, um, uh, decide to change your diet uh, to plant-based, but you're unsure where all the ingredients are coming from, and um, some of the ingredients are coming from parts of the country that are cutting down the rainforest, well, you're not necessarily making any major difference from a climatic point of view. Um, and, and I would always argue, here in Ireland and in Europe, we farmers have a good record of being prepared to adapt to new practices, to climate-friendly and environmentally environment-friendly practices. You cannot say that about many other countries that are mass-producing food. So why not support the people who have shown a willingness to change and to uh, farm to a high standard 
and to take on board more and more and more of the environmental and climate change asks that are made of us then to support, say, for example, and I, I have no uh, um, hesitation about naming them, the Brazilians who yeah. produce plenty of cheap food um, with hormones, um, with their own unique methods, and if there's more opportunities created globally for them, they'll cut down more of the rainforest to create farmland to produce more. So, if you want to go that road, please ask yourself, debate it with yourself and don't be led by the nose. Do your own research and ask yourself, is this uh, is this the right decision? And there's also, of course, the travel factor, which uh, leaves its own carbon footprint. Huge, Pat, and, and, yeah. and back again to local. I mean, mm. the, one of the easiest ways um, uh, of, of, uh, of negating the travel miles is to support local, shop local where possible. And, and I mean, look, we have fantastic butchers shops in around the city there uh, and in our rural towns. Most of those fellas will source their, their beef, their lamb, their pork, their chicken locally. Um, mm. We have organic food uh, in our markets and in, in our butcher shops and in our supermarkets at, at their butcher counters. That's where I love to see people um, uh, shopping. And when they do that, they're supporting not just the local farmers and the local butcher shops, but they're supporting the local communities that are so heavily dependent on, on uh, agriculture as being a major, major driver of economic benefit in those communities. All right, James, uh, thanks very much. And, uh, Pat, 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 before you go yeah. there, um, you mentioned the AgriAware, and I'm delighted you're covering it. Yeah. Just to say, it's a pet, it's a pet um, uh, project of mine. Right. Well done to AgriAware. I hope your listeners hang on and listen. I, I have, as you've been aware, um, you know, avoiding farm accidents is, 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 is uh, something that's very close to my heart. My, my dad was killed in a, in a farm accident a long number of years yeah. ago now. Uh, I have always believed that we've got to bring um, increased awareness of the dangers of, of, of being on a farm and working on a farm. And, and if you're, if you're an, uh, a young person running out around the farm, bring that up through school levels. And I'm delighted with this pilot project and, and I wish it very, very well. Thanks very much, James. And we'll talk again. Thank you, Pat. Bye-bye. That's James Murphy there of the IFA.